Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TV Green Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Sylvester. And how many of you dream of being or have dreamt of being a professional golfer? I raise my hand. I still, <laughs> I still would love to be a professional golfer. I just think it would be amazing to be playing golf for a living, making lots of money with a chance to uh, have a legacy in the game. But it takes a lot of work, a lot of dedication, a lot of skill, a lot of talent, a lot of luck. Well, there is somebody out here in western New York that is going for it and has been professional for uh, several years now, and he is continuing that pursuit. Um, he, in the last couple of years, broke uh, Ben Hogan's res. Actually, last year, matter of fact, uh, wrote about it at buffalosportspage.com. Broke Ben Hogan's course record at Brookfield Country Club in Clarence, New York, and his name is Bill Gaffney, Billy Gaffney. Shot 62 that day, and he is trying to make it to the PGA Tour, and I had a chance to talk with him about uh, where he's at now and just things that go into it. And it's an interesting conversation uh, about the money needed and um, sleeping in cars and all those things. So here's my conversation with Bill Gaffney. Well, Bill, I, I appreciate you joining me here, and I, I'm excited to talk to you uh, again. I think the last time we spoke was, well, it wasn't really speaking. It was via text when you uh, broke Ben Hogan's record at, at Brookfield Country Club, which, by the way, awesome display they have there right outside the pro shop with the frame scorecard. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's um, that was definitely one of the highlights of my golfing career, especially, you know, I could do it with my dad, and that it, it was nice, so. They I got me that the plaque, and you know, there's a lot of people that come up to me and go, "Wow, that, I saw that plaque. That's awesome." Well, I'll tell you what; it was one of the most read stories and shared stories at BuffaloSportsPage.com uh, when we did it. I mean, gangbusters! So, yeah, when you do something uh, better than Ben Hogan did, people take notice. <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, um, hopefully, a lot of people enjoy it, and I um, definitely got a lot of people coming up to me and talking to me about it and asked me what, what went on and what happened and, and asked, you know, well, why aren't you, uh, why aren't you on the PGA tour? <laughs> well, let's talk about that because that, I mean, that's, that, that's the goal, right? Is to get to the PGA tour, but there are steps along the way. Um, but let, let's talk about where you're at in your career as a professional golfer, um, today. And, and, you know, age-wise, uh, how old are you now? Yeah, I'm 25 now. 25 now. So, I mean, you're a cagey veteran uh, for guys trying to make it. Although you're still young, with there, I'm sure there are guys that you play with and compete with that have been on tour, have played in tour events, and are there trying to qualify along with you, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, um, it's it's not an easy process because um, <clears throat> even when you're there, you got to play well to to keep your card. Uh, I mean, I played with a few guys that were in first stage uh, of Q school last week, and and they had their PGA Tour card before. Mm. So, um, yeah, I mean, you still, no matter whether you're trying to make it currently or you're out there, you still have to play well and, and maintain your game in order to stay there. All right, so you mentioned Q school, and Q school now is to get to the web.com tour, correct? It's not, it's not PGA Tour anymore. Correct. You have to go through the web.com yeah. tour to, to, to earn your PGA Tour card. So talk to me Correct. about the, the stages you went through and how it went. Um, so, so you can actually um, gain status 
um, a couple different ways. Um, a lot, a lot of guys will go to Q school. There's Q school for all PGA tour sanctioned tours. Um, you know, you can go to PGA tour or PGA tour Latin America, which, um, you go, you can go there. And if I believe if you finish in the top three, um, on those tours, order of merit for the year, you get your web.com card. But to get your PGA Tour card, everything has to come from either the web.com or there's another way, but um, through the web.com, you go through a series of four qualifying. Um, there's a pre-qualifying to get into the qualifying stage. Um, and then there's a first stage, second stage, uh, final stage. Obviously, First stage, there's, you know, there's like eight sites. Um, there's thousands of guys trying to qualify. And then it keeps getting narrower and narrower as you get to final stage. Final stage, there's one site. Um, there's, you know, usually um, the back end of web.com tour players from last to last year that didn't keep their card. And then there's all the current guys trying to get into the web.com. All those... Um ways to get in or there's like a funnel at one point, but there are some other different ways. Um, how did it go for you this year? Um, this year wasn't really as expected. Um, I, I, uh, I had my PGA tour Canada card. Um, so that allows you to skip the pre-qualifying stages of, of, qualifying. And that's a McKenzie, so, and that's a McKenzie tour, right? McKenzie tour, the McKenzie tour. Yeah. Yes. And, um, so it allows, it, it gives you basically a pass for the pre-qualifying. So you get right in the first stage and, um, uh, I got to first stage and, uh, we were actually delayed for a few days because, uh, the course was underwater. Mm. Um, but anyway, I shot, uh, I shot seven under, um, I made 20 birdies and, uh, 13 bogeys. And, um, unfortunately it was just too many bogeys to get through. Um, so now it's basically, you can go and, and do Monday qualifiers to get in events. But, um, that's the second way that you can, you can earn your, your card. Um, you, you can Monday into an event and you finish in the top 10, you get into the next week. So, you know, if you keep finishing in the top 10 and Monday into events, um, the order of merit is based on money. So if you make enough money that year, even though you don't have status, you can't get into any events for that particular year, but you can actually make enough money to earn your card for the next year. Right. Which is, it, it's hard to, Monday qualifying, I, I want you to speak to the Monday qualifiers. Because um, you know, yeah. I think of a, a, T, a TJ Vogel, I believe is the player. He did it seven times, yep. seven yep. times last year on the PGA Tour. Remarkable, but that's where it ended for him because it's so difficult to do on a Monday. Correct? Right. I mean, you know, Mondays you can get guys getting hot. You know, obviously there's good players there, but um, th that is why that they want you to go through Q school because it shows that you can play consistent over a series of, of tournaments spread out over a couple months. You know, a Monday qualifier is, okay, who's hot today? You know, a lot of the guys that are trying to play professional golf can go out there and shoot 
you know, 62, 63, 64 in a day and get into a tournament. But that doesn't mean that they're tournament ready. That doesn't mean they're ready to, you know, play a full season. And so I believe the way that they've set up the web.com and set up the qualifying, it, it makes the players better when they event and when they eventually get there, right. because it, it's structured in a way that you definitely have to be ready and you have to be playing consistent enough to last out there. Well, it, yeah, it it does make sense and to go through the the week in and week out because you know uh, the tour. It's always exciting to have new guys come in, but. Uh, the idea is to have guys be successful <laughs> doing so. Right. And uh, th- there's a certain process to it um, that needs to happen. And it's also there, there are players who lose their card and go back to the web.com tour and uh, to earn their card again. And those are also uh, the great stories. So uh, the qualifying uh, school didn't happen for you this year. So what is the plan now for uh, Bill Gaffney? Um, the 25 years old to continue uh, professional golf and the aspirations of making it to the PGA tour. What's the plan for this year? Um, well, it, I, a lot of people don't understand um, golf is very expensive um, to play. It's, it, it's outrageous. You know, <laughs> you have travel fees, air, airfare, hotel, um, caddy I expense, mean, I, right? I do you, have, do you have a caddy expense? Um, yeah, caddy expense in some tournaments. I try not to take a caddy. Um, but, you know, in PGA-sanctioned events, most of the tournaments, you have to take a caddy. Uh, you have to take a caddy in all the web events. You have to take a caddy um, on the weekends in all the PGA-sanctioned events. Um, so that gets expensive, too. You know, the the a five, six-day caddy cost is about 1500 bucks. Mm. Um so um, it's very expensive. Um, so my my goal right now is is trying to raise some money in order to play, um, and hopefully it can raise enough. I'm I'm planning to go to Asia, um, the Asian tour starting in December. Okay. And and uh, is that something you have to qualify for? Do you have some status there from last season on the Canadian tour? What uh, what kind of status do you have in the Asian tour? Um, I have no status on the Canadian, on the Asian tour now, um, but it is a it's a two step qualifier. Um, I was actually reading about it last night. It's 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 seventy two holes for the first stage, and then I think it said ninety holes for the second stage or wow. something like that. Okay, I've never heard of a five round qualifier, but um, yeah, it's it's a two stage qualifier. It's it's all over in Asia. Um, but uh, you know, I was talking to some 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 veterans that that I kind of mentor, um, Dave McKenzie, who who plays on the um, the senior tour now. Um, he lived over in Asia from Australia, and we had some conversations, and he thought that uh, the Asian tour would be good for me. So the the Asian tour was recommended uh, for you by some people you know that that went and played at it. What what were some of the reasons why um, it was recommended to you? Well, uh, first of all, the money is really good over there. Um, it's it's a lot like the European tour, which you know, as we as we know, there's there's good players playing over there. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood plays over there sometimes. Um, 
Rory will play over there in off weeks. Um, so that's, that's a big reason. But, um, the other reason is on these, a lot of these satellite tours, you know, people say, Oh, you're a professional golfer. You must have a lot of money. Um, yeah, that's, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Um, no, we, we don't have a lot of money. Um, you know, the expenses definitely outweigh the purses most of the time. Sure. And, and so that's, it's very difficult. So if you can go somewhere where there happens to be a lot of, of money to profit, um, even though it's a little bit harder, you know, you make a couple cuts here and there, you're able to pretty much sponsor your own, your own year. Right. Now, so it, it is, you know, you mentioned the expense of it and, you know, it, it is expensive. You're, you're living on the road for the most part out of a suitcase and, um, you know, there's, uh, there are certain things at tournaments. They, they may accommodate you with a couple meals here and there. Um, but you know, hotels, um, traveling, as you mentioned, flights, renting vehicles, all those sort of things. Um, are there players you share with, right? I mean, uh, guys will share some expenses, right? Will you room with anybody? Oh yeah. I mean, you, you, you always try to find someone to room with, especially at these smaller events, because, you know, the profit margin is so small. Um, but, you know, I, I can, I can count plenty of times where I didn't have friends at the tournament and I would just sleep in my car huh. so that I just didn't have to pay for my hotel. Really? Oh, yeah. You know, you get one of those SUVs. Uh, I, I used to have, a, like, an Equinox. Yeah. And you would just put all, put all the seats down in the back and then just sleep next to your golf clubs. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? You, you've got a warm shower meal waiting for you at the, uh, at the course, right? So don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> where, yeah, it's, um, where, do, mean, where would you park? Yeah, where would you park? Just in the parking lot. Um, sometimes, like, up in Canada, um, they close the gates at the uh, – at some of the golf courses. So um, I know another buddy of mine, he would sleep in uh, in Tim Horton's parking lot so he can he could go to the bathroom whenever he needed to or go in and get coffee in the morning if he woke up too early. <laughs> wow. You know, and, and you guys aren't the first to do that. That That's for sure. Um, there are no, no. plenty – there are plenty – there's stars in the PGA Tour that uh, essentially did that uh, while they're – while they're trying to make it, um, uh, you know, professional golf and the professional golf ranks. So, so let's um, let, let's go back to the money portion. You say you're trying to raise money. So, how are you raising money to fund this? Is it friends, family, all the above? You going to businesses? Do you have uh, sponsors? What do you have? Um, I had a sponsor down in in, in Houston. Uh, we worked together for a little while, and I realized that I needed needed to raise more capital. So. Um, I have a friend who's a sports agent and he wrote me up a, a contract. So, um, I first started with, um, a couple of friends of the family guys that I play with on the weekends, um, things like that. And I got a few guys and then I just happened to play, play well in front of the right people. And, um, I, I got, um, how I set it up is I just tried to get, you know, five grand, um, from like 10 guys sure. for a year, you know, it, it costs roughly about, uh, I budgeted for 48,000. 
Um, I, I think that's a little bit more than I need, but um, it's better to have more than enough than not enough. Right. Uh, stuff happens. <laughs> so, yeah, stuff yeah. happens, and, and, you know, you get stuck places, and you need to um, – sometimes you don't know if you get to an event until, like, two days before. So you have to get a last-minute flight. That costs way extra. But anyway, yeah, I just um, – with golf sponsorships, you kind of want to make sure you have a – uh, a group of pe- a, a good group of people, uh, people who know how difficult it is, um, and, and people who are just going to let you go do your thing. Um, it's too many times where sponsors just want too much control. Um, so I've been I've been very selective about the people that uh, I want, even though I need the money. Um, but you know, I I was lucky. I have I have seven or eight guys right now. Um, I could use two more, and uh, just looking looking forward to, to getting on with the process. Um, you know, I, I definitely don't think I, I definitely wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think I could be on the PGA tour. Um, so, um, you know, there's, there's guys that believe in me and I, I really appreciate it. All right. Well, I'll do this at the end again, but so someone listening right now says, you know what? I, 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 I want to invest five grand. Um, I sponsor you for five grand. I don't know if investment's the right way to put it, but they're kind of they're investing in you. So uh, I will phrase it yeah. that way. How do they? You know, um, I don't want to give out your phone number on this, but uh, I'll. You know, they can email. They can email um, me. There's a link on my website uh, where this is played, and I, I'll get them in touch with you. How's does that, that be fine? Yeah, that that'd be great. You know, and and I also set up another contract. Um, as far as, you know, if there's, if there's a business with marketing expenses who, who do like, you know, worldwide sales or, um, are, are looking for people to recognize their brand. Um, I also have logo spots on my shirt, bag, hats, um, things like that. And, you know, that's, they can do that straight out of their marketing budget and it, it's, it's an immediate tax write off as well. Sure. Right. Well, and Hey. Yeah, yeah. When you make it on TV, boom! There you go. The the the, yeah. the payoffs yeah. right there. <laughs> so what is um? So not to get too detailed in the specifics of a contract, but so some uh, a sponsor and and like Zach Johnson is famous for doing this, right? I mean, at his club, uh, the guys members pitched in to sponsor him to make it, mm-hmm. and I believe he had to pay him back X amount. Is that how it's working? Right. It's it's like your normal, uh, it's like in your normal investment, you know, unfortunately, you know, you don't make it, they don't make it, but you know, the goal is to, to make enough money, obviously to pay them back and more. Um, and so I structured it as, you know, I'm getting the amount of money to, to work for the year. It's basically like my salary, 50,000. So I, use 80% of my tournament earnings go back to the sponsors until they make a, a, a large percentage of their money back. And then it, it moves down a tier. And then, you know, until they make all their money back, they get 60% of all tournament winnings. Gotcha. And then, and then opposite that, there's an amount that we've agreed upon that we split it the opposite way until they make a percentage on their initial investment. Sounds fair. 
I mean, they're 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 funding uh, your efforts to make it. They're uh, both people get rewarded by making it. Sounds fair. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's 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 essentially a startup business for for people who don't understand golf. You know, set up a DPA. You know, you're you're basically investing in a startup company that needs to build revenue the next couple of years. All right, let's talk about um, coaching and, uh, you know, how you work on your game. And I know your dad's a heck of a golfer. And, you know, so, yeah. so who's who, who's coaching you? Um, I work with a guy out of Houston, Texas. Um, his name is Duran Meeks. Um, I He has really changed my game over the last couple of years. Um to be 100% honest, I have no idea why he took me under his wing. Um, uh, he he says it's because I just said the right thing. That, you know, I looked like I needed help. Um, you know, I was I was going to quit golf, you know, a year into the program. I just wasn't getting any better, uh, wasn't making money. And, um, you know, he really took me under his wing and – you know, changed a lot of things that needed to get changed and, and built my confidence. You know, he, he actually, you know, invited me to live with him. Mm. And I, I stayed with him for, for weeks at a time, and we would work every day. And, um, you know, I, I owe that guy a lot. So what, so what did he change in your game? Um, well, when I got down there, um, you know, fundamentally, I was, I was very uh, – I was really good. Um, I worked with Gary Battistoni growing up, and and um, you know he did a really good job. But being being separated from you know being separated from a coach in this area while I'm down in the south, it's just it's not it's not conducive to getting better. You know, I needed someone that I could see every day. Right. So um, and Gary's a fantastic teacher, right? Uh, Gary. You know, I taught me how to be a single-digit handicapper. So, uh, you yes. know, basically took a baseball swing and, and made it a golf swing. And I love Gary. So, anyway, keep yes, going. Absolutely. Um, and so we changed. You know, uh, a lot of things that you wouldn't see in someone's golf swing. You know, it it was all stuff that had to be discovered by technology. Um, and I was. I was never a technology person. And in growing up working with Gary, he's not a technology person either. Um, so when you get on all these funky machines and things like that, that, that give you, you know, weight shift patterns, um, ratios and all this stuff, you know, I was all lost, but my coach knew exactly what he's talking about and knew how to relay the information to me, even though that that wasn't my, expertise you know i didn't i didn't know what i was looking for and you know my weight shift was completely off it wasn't uh i wouldn't say it wasn't consistent and it was it was not effective for what i was trying to do so we changed that at first and um it changed a lot of, of dynamics in my swing it took you know it took probably a solid three to six months to to get all the changes that we made and make them tournament ready. And, you know, I've been at that for about a year and two or three months now. 
and I'm just in the last three months understanding how to put it into play. So it was a it was a pretty significant change. Yeah. You know, to some people it's like, oh well, you just you know, you know, stood a different way. But you know, when you're when you're used to doing the same thing over and over and over again, ten thousand times a week, it's very difficult to change. Oh, I bet. Um, what about the mental part? The, 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 does he help you with that, or do you work with somebody else? Or um, as going through the the rigors of trying to make it uh, for a few years, change your mental outlook on this? Uh, yeah, that was actually the biggest change that I've made. Um, you know, uh, and and he started that. Um, he basically told me that you know I had to be more. Um, I don't know how to very explain it, but I needed to be more callous. You know, I needed to to just go to tournaments and try to win. There, there was no going to make money anymore. You were going to beat everyone there, and that's all you're there for. And, you know, he generally wasn't the guy that, you know, would give positive feedback. You know, he was... But he did it in a way that made me realize that, hey, like, I have, I have the ability. You know, he, he would say, you know, I wouldn't be teaching you for free if I didn't think you could make it. So uh, let's get a move on here. <laughs> and, like, so it would, in the back of my mind, it really, really helped. So, and on top of that, you know, I, I knew that I needed to, revolutionize my mental game because, you know, I, I knew that there was guys out there that I should be beating, you know, and how are these guys getting the ball in the hole more efficiently than I am? And I hit the ball better than they do. So I relied on a lot of, um, a lot of my own research as well. You know, I, I read a lot of, of, of psychology books and, and try to figure out ways that other professional golfers like Jack and uh, Mark O'Meara and guys who had gotten slumps in their career, I tried to figure out how they got out of slumps. And, and that, was, that really helped. Um, you know, a lot of people don't want to take the time to read those books, but that was, um, that was very helpful. And then I took a lot of those facts, information, and triumphs and brought them to a lady, Corinne Matthews, who is a sports, I would say, a sports mental coach, but she specializes in hypnosis. And um, we took a lot of that information and put it into a hypnosis session so that I could train my subconscious mind to do all this by itself. Hmm. And, you know, she's here in Buffalo and she was great. She, uh, she, she helped me a bunch. And, um, that's, that's probably one of the reasons that I'm, I'm successful was I was able to get out of my own way and just program myself rather than kind of rely on, me reading and trying to do all this stuff every day. You know, it, it's, it, you know, it, it's, it, I, I like the, 
theory of, hey, go out there to win the tournament, right? You're not there to make a check. You're there to win. And, you know, frankly, I, I, I see most of uh, when I work a PGA Tour event for PGA Radio, I, I see most players. To, it's just go. It's just it's it's the foot down all the way. They know they're going to hit a bad tee shot here or there, and then they, they just go and play it. It's it's a different mm-hmm. it's a different way of playing golf, isn't it? It's it, it's just it's just go go go, and um, if it works, you're going to be successful. And there's going to be weeks where it's not going to work. Yeah, um, the the most important thing that I've learned is you know there's there's a process to every shot. You know, there's a pre shot routine. You know, you're 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 training your brain basically what you want the outcome to be, and once you get over the ball, you really just need to just trust it and. The guys that can tr- that trust what they have, even though it might not be the most efficient, that's what works. And, you know, I always go back to a quote by Mr. Ford. You know, if, if you think you can't do something, you can't. That's right. I mean, it's, you know, if, that's the biggest thing. If, if you think you can do something, you can do it. If you think you can't, you're right. Well, I, yeah, I, I always I always looked at it, um, and it's just even as, you know, uh, an amateur hack. <laughs> when I'm playing, I'm like, well, if I don't think I'm going to make it, I'm not going to make it. I just have no shot. Uh, but if I think I can make it, uh, then I got a shot at making it. And, if, you know, hit the stroke, right. hit the shot that you intend to hit. Sometimes you hit good shots, and it doesn't work out. That's that's golf, right? That's that's the way it works. Absolutely. Um, and – you know, the last book I read by Bob Rotella, it's, it explains how golf is a game. You know, there's no game in this world that's meant to be perfect. You know, you're, you're, you're playing the game. So all this other, um, all this, these other external factors that are coming in, like um, the guys in your group, the wind, all this other stuff, it, it's basically irrelevant. You're just trying to play the game. You're trying to get the ball in the hole in the least amount of shots. And if you happen to have the least amount of shots that week, you win. You know, it's you're not necessarily playing the guys in your group because you can't control what they do. And that's that's where a lot of people go wrong. A lot of people are, you know, worried about the guy that they're playing against. You know, whereas since they're a professional golfer, they obviously think they're better than him. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. So if they just stuck to their game plan and played their game, they had a they have a better chance at winning rather than just trying to, to force themselves to beat the guy they're playing with. That's right, because you don't know what everybody else is doing. You only can only control Absolutely. what you can control. All right, so let me uh, final thing, and because I think of a guy like John Peterson, who you know okay. gave yeah. him yeah you know you know who John is and uh, gave himself x amount of time to earned money this past year on his medical exemption or he was done. Um, I think he'll yep. try I think he'll try to be back once he gets in real work uh, real working world. Not that you guys aren't real workers, but you get to play golf for a living. <laughs> That's more fun. Right. Um, so what time frame have you given yourself on this? And I'm I'm gonna say since you've reset things, because it sounds like it's been a reset for you, uh, mentally and with your game, uh, physically and um, it, this, uh, you know, going to the Asian tour. So what, what is, uh, the time frame that you've given yourself, uh, to accomplish this? 
Um, well, I hope my fiance doesn't listen to this. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm engaged. But besides the fact, I, originally I gave myself until I was until we got married, um, and that was back when I was not I was not playing well. Um, <clears throat> you know, we're getting married in 2020, and I realistically I'm going to give myself until I'm until I'm 30 um, to to not make the PGA Tour but establish myself as a touring professional. Um, you know, if, if I have web.com status, people don't realize how close that is to being on the PGA tour. I mean, it is, it is like a shot around. So the chances of someone finding that shot around are, are you know, it, it, if you progress every year, you're going to get there. So, my feeling is if, if I, if I progress as much as I did from last year to this year, I'll be on the PGA tour, but you know, it takes time and it does take a considerable amount of luck. You know, you got to play well at the right times. I, I, I think it's great. I think, uh, that's a normal time frame. I'm not your fiance, so I'm not sure what she thinks of it, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is she going to Asia with you? She is not. She is a, um, she has a tough job. She's she works at uh, Akron Children's Hospital, and she's also getting her master's right now. So um, she does pediatric oncology. So oh, wow. um, she's got a she's got a really um, uh, she loves her job and she loves the kids. So I wouldn't expect her to to pick that up and and leave. So um, that's that's important work you know, she's doing. Very very important work she's doing. Very, yeah, it is. There's not a lot of people who would want to who want to do that, and uh, she loves it. And um, I'm, I'm she's going to continue her education and and help the kids out more. So I support that more than more than I support my golf at times. You know, that's that's hard. My best friend passed away from cancer, and and I feel for those families and and things like that. So you know, a big big goal of mine is to rate is is to make enough money out there so I can I can give back to kids like that. Well, awesome goal. Um, I think I speak for all golfers in Western New York, all, all people in Western New York. We'd love to love to see another Western New Yorker on the PGA Tour. So best of luck uh, in Asia, best of luck in the pursuits, and uh, we'll catch up with you down the road. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. I really appreciate it. It was great to catch up uh, with Billy Gaffney again, and obviously, as I did there, I wish him a, a ton of luck. It would be great to have another Western New Yorker on the make it to the PGA Tour, uh, you know, Ola Dudley Hart, Jeff Sluman, um, just those two combined of Rochester area. Don Bazelli also out of Rochester, uh, and then there's uh, you know several others: uh, Joey Sindelar, uh, Mike uh, Hurlbut, um, also Holbert, excuse me, uh, also made it. To all those guys in that same era down there. So, be great to have another wave make it on the PGA Tour. Hey, as he, as he mentioned, you know, if someone out there listening uh, would like to support, sponsor, invest, uh, you can uh, send an email uh, from the t2green.golf website to me. The contact information's on there. It's t2green.golf is the website. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, other than from the t2green.golf website, uh, send me an email on there. Go on the contact thing. And I'll put you in touch uh, with Billy Gaffney or get you in touch with him. So that'd be great of you to do. 
And uh, we'll certainly follow his career along here uh, with the TD Green Radio Show uh, and here, of course, on uh, TD Green Podcast and TD Green.golf. Thanks for listening. <laughs>